Welcome back, listeners, to another exciting episode of Bills and Beers, the Buffalo Bills preview podcast here from the Bills Backers of Chicago, Illinois. It's just Cassie and I tonight, the lovely Miss Cassie Ozark. We're here in her her wonderful home. And I was as I was looking around, Cassie, I, I'm looking at your place. You have a very classy, very handsome setup here, but it's also very grown-up. And as we were talking here before going on air, I thought to myself, when did we get so grown up? Like, this looks like an adult place, but we're not adults, are we? No, no, we're nowhere near adults. I think we all uh, happen to drink a little too much, party a little too much. Adults don't do that. Yeah, no, but you got it going on here. I, I don't know if uh, any credit be to Jay, uh, your fine fiancé, but kudos to the both of you. Uh, coming off of a big win over those uh, hapless Jacksonville Jaguars this past weekend. Uh, and uh, we are not yet mathematically eliminated from the playoffs, so hope abounds in Bills Nation, as it always does. Uh, BillsandBeers.com is our website. That's our Facebook page. Best way to communicate with us. Cass, we have a shout-out this week for a longtime listener, a former co-worker of yours. Yes, Mr. Simon Tiffin, who I, who I hear has a rad new haircut as well over there at Wonderman uh, 233 North Wacker. Well, we'll hope... Hopefully that uh, Mr. Tiffin sends us a picture of that haircut. Any other uh, longtime listeners? I know Patricia Reagan's a big fan of our Facebook stuff. So there's a gentleman named Keith Jacket. Don't know any of these people, uh, but they seem to be fans of ours. If you're listening, keep up, keep it up, uh, and we'd love to hear from you too. Never saw our good buddy from Atlanta who said he was going to come watch a game with us over Thanksgiving. But no. oh well, uh, we'll get right into it. We got the St. Louis Rams coming up. Uh, three out of the next four games at home, technically, although one is in Toronto. I'm smelling playoffs and pizza. Here we go. The bills make me wanna. So I had a I had a friend um, on Sunday that you know I was complaining that we were you know beating beating the really really bad Jacksonville Jaguars, and he responded to me, "Yes, but at least you're beating them. Imagine if you were losing to them." Mm. So. I feel compelled to say it was who's, a... Who's he a fan of that... Did he experience that himself this No. Season? Well, he's a New York Giants fan, so I feel like he experiences it all. Yeah. Um, but I, I feel like we... It was a solid win, but nothing you can get overtly excited about. No, and truth be told, it was a blowout. Eight of those points were a fluke off Justin Rogers muffing the, the, the punt. Um, so final score was what thirty four eighteen. I mean, otherwise we're looking at a thirty four to ten game, and that's that's a that's a pretty r- solid victory. Uh, but you know, <laughs> there are a couple things though about that game drove me absolutely yeah. nuts. One, we ran the ball forty times um, for two hundred forty yards, or something ridiculous. Uh, two. And we mentioned it on Facebook. We mentioned it on Sunday. If, if it's third and less than short, we will blitz. We will bring five, sometimes upwards of seven guys, and it's almost always successful. If it's third and longer than six or eight, yep. it's rush four and drop everyone else back into coverage. Uh, but our coverage isn't good enough, and our four-man pass rush isn't good enough to be effective. Quarterback generally has all day to throw, and unless the, unless the wide receiver drops it, he's probably going to get that third and long first down. What gives on that? I mean, we're coming back to these questions of coaching. Why aren't we running the ball 40 times a game, and why haven't we figured out yet that the blitz actually does work? Well, and if I'm not saying that we are not smart people, but if we are picking up on this, how are the coaches not seeing 
that they, that they're making a habit of doing this. It's just over and over and over again. We're like, Oh, okay. Same thing, same thing, same thing. You would think that they would just do something different. Now here's, but here's where I give a little bit on that because I've never played organized football. So you hear coaches say things like, Oh, well, we're still working on getting that installed or, or, you know, we're plugging some new things in. And my question was like, how, how hard is it? Like, how hard is it to learn these plays to, 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 like realize these assignments and they always talk about like, Oh, it takes time for the units to gel. What does that mean? Well, and, and if you're rushing three and you're, or you're rushing four and you're not getting anywhere and they're still getting the first down, I, I would be fine with right. it. If like we, you know, maybe they were, we batted down the ball or they, they, you know, we stopped them a few times, but the only time we ever stop them is when the quarterback throws a bad ball or the right. wide receiver drops it. We're never like breaking up the pass. And if we are, we're getting a pass interference flag or an yeah. illegal contact flag. Like yeah, which, which are coming. <laughs> why are we getting those frequently? Uh, and another play that I've been calling for all year, play action deep to TJ Graham. Lo and behold, nailed that. Oh, was it a play action play though? I can't remember. Ooh, I think it was play action yeah. or is it was from a deep shotgun then? But I've I've honestly been calling for that play at least once a game all year because he's a burner. He got behind the defense like we're meant to understand he can, and Fitz hit him. Great pass. Um, CJ did what CJ does. Uh, he got bottled up a bunch of times and broke a long one. I guess that's really all we need him to do. And Fred Jackson does what Fred Jackson does, and he just pounded the rock all day. It was a great win for our offense. I, I think the it was a great win, but there were a few losses as in players getting right. injured um, that are, I think are going to really impact us. And, and I mean, number one being Eric Wood in our, and just that's setting our whole offensive line askew. I mean, we haven't talked about our offensive line this year, which I think is the greatest thing ever, which right. means you have a decent offensive line if you're not talking about them. Yeah. So, and, and I mean, with our running game doing so well, that's coming from the offensive line either also. So, it makes me nervous. I mean, if we were closer to the playoff hunt, I think I'd be really, really upset. But, you know, he's out two to four weeks. He's He shouldn't come back. Well, he wants to come back, and evidently he played the next play. Like, he tore his MCL, felt pain. It's like, no, 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 not not again. I'm not coming out again. And he stood, stayed, stayed in there and played and then realized, no, nah, I can't. I can't. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm on one leg here. But his thing, and so this is three seasons now. He missed eight games last year, I think seven or eight. He missed six games his rookie year, and now he's going to miss at least two games this year. Yeah. And people are calling him injury prone. But, but, but the injury last year, it, sh- it was a play that he should have never have been involved in. And, it was- and same with his rookie year. Yeah. His same with his rookie year. And then this year, it was the same thing. It was a defensive end, got blocked into him. I mean... And he he said so himself to the press. He said, you know, in college I started fifty nine straight yeah. games, which right. again is is the classic Buddy Nick's formula for NFL players. He picks these guys that are crazy durable coming out of college. And Wood said, you know, maybe my luck has just run up. Um, it's tough not to call him injury prone, but when you really look at the nature of his injuries, it's just like he's just been snake bitten. He's been in the wrong place at the wrong time, and it's it's really unfortunate because as the center, he's the heart and soul of our offensive line. Yeah, and and the thing is, is is you know, all these guys play injured, so you know he's got bad ankles, bad wrists, and stuff like this. But these are kind of some major injuries that he's going through. So it's just, you know, hopefully he can get back in it, and, and we'll see. But I don't want him to push it because we're, you know. We're going to need him. We're going to need him next year. Well, <laughs> speaking of bad wrists, uh, i tell you whose wrist isn't bothering him anymore. Uh, Mario Williams, who uh, for the first time in his career had a sack, fumble, and fumble recovery all in the same play. Uh, when he stripped Chad Henney, which by the what, by the way was, 
we said it at the bar, but I mean, honest to God, Cass, think back. When was the last time you saw a Bills defender do that? Come around the edge, reach out, slap the ball out of the quarterback's hand, and, and fall on it. Um. Oh, Jesus. I think we're going back to early 90s, right? I mean, like, I can only think of Bruce Smith. I, yeah. I, can, I can honestly not recall a Bills player doing that. It was just, it was so refreshing to see, like, oh, huh, turnover. It was that easy. Yeah, maybe a little, uh, Fat Pat or Teddy, but they were they were usually rushing up the middle, not along the edges. So yeah, and it was yeah. just, and you know, that's what we he, he's touted as this long, athletic freak. I mean, that look no further than that play. I think he was a good nine feet away from Chad Henney when he reached out and knocked that thing out. But I, I would say though about the, about him, the disappointing thing is, yeah, his numbers are showing he's actually having a pretty yeah. decent year. He's, yeah, nine, he's, nine and a half sacks. He's he's coming up with these plays when it's like, yeah, we don't really need it then. Like, we needed it, you know, we needed it opening day against the Jets. We needed it, you know, against New England. We needed it here. We needed it there. I mean, I don't want to, you know, fault the guy. I, I think he's stepping in and, and trying to become the player, you know, that we all want him to be. But, uh, well, again, you, you start to hear comments like, well, it's starting to make sense to him. He's starting to feel comfortable in this defense. How hard is it for Mario Williams to be comfortable when his only job is to set the edge and to tackle the quarterback? Like, what, what is it that he's, quote, figuring out? I, I just don't understand this. Uh, I'll, again, I'll take the coach at his word because every coach says it, and I don't think it's just a bunch of nonsense, and I, I can't possibly profess to understand having never played football well, myself. I, I, I think it's a little bit of learning, you know, how Darius and Kyle and, and – you know, they're all pressuring the quarterback and, and filling those gaps. I feel like we're getting a lot better and having fewer holes well, um, and, among the defense, with our linebackers included in there. And the numbers would uh, would indicate so. In the last four games, of which the Patriots are included and the Andrew Luck Colts, um, we have something like the number two uh, overall yards, uh, like the number eight yards per carry at like 3.1 or something like that. So in the last four games, it, things have really turned around for this defense. So that's definitely refreshing to see. If only they hadn't given up a 37 to the Patriots, uh, you know, we'd be all set. Well, we do have the uh, Jaguars coming to town. Oops, excuse me. No, no, no. no. Who? I'll, I'll, actually, I'll play them again. Sure, yeah, why not? Yeah, I'd love to play them again. <laughs> uh, we have the um, St. Louis Rams coming to town. Now, this is an interesting team. Um, they're kind of up and down and all over the place. I have a good feeling about this game this weekend only because they had such a big emotional division win against San Francisco at home on Sunday. Now to come on the road against the Bills who are finding their momentum and actually are playing still for a playoff spot. I think this bodes well for our team, but th but this Rams team has a good enough defense and I guess they're probably prone enough to making turnovers that it, it could go either way. Yeah, I, I would agree. And I also think one thing that will come to our advantage is that they are also a dome team. Hmm. Coming into the Ralph, it's, it's supposed to be it's rainy. December, day. rainy, going to be hopefully miserable. Um, so I, I think, it, and that only bodes well to our, our run, you know, but they also do have Steven Jackson, so makes me a little nervous on that. But, um, I, you know, I see the cup kind of favored in our direction yeah, I, I would agree there, too. Do you have a prediction for this Sunday? Well, see, I said the Bills were going to lose 6-3 last week. Um, I'm going to go 17-10, go Bills win. Okay, 17-10, uh, Bills, okay. Um, again, I, I'm, this defense, I'm not sure we're going to be able to light them up. Um and I'm not I'm not at all um scared of Sam Bradford, but yeah. as a former first pick overall, 
Um, he's got some talent somewhere. He's going to be good enough that he's capable of making a big play. So I'm going to go ahead and say 2013 Buffalo. That's going to be my final prediction. Um, this is Bills and Beers. That concludes the Bills portion of today's podcast. So let's segue right now into the beers section. And uh, Cassie and I are both drinking this evening uh, from the good people in Petaluma, California at the Lagunitas Brewery. It's the Lagunitas Little Something Something Ale. I've always ever had the Lagunitas. Uh, what 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 is the? I think this is the IPA, right? Is it? Yeah. That's all I've ever had by them. This is the first time I've had their uh, pale ale. It's quite tasty, as you might imagine. Uh, fine brewery, uh, fine beer makers. Very hoppy finish. Um, very good beer. Seven and a half percent. No kidding. Wow. So if you're under twenty-one, ask your parents. Uh, if you're over twenty-one, uh, please drink responsibly. And 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 no drinking and driving. Stay away from the wheel if you're going to be drinking. Right. And I'm going to go hop on my bicycle and bike home in the dark. <laughs> uh, do we have a wild card for today? You know, I, and it's not really that crazy of a wild card. But I, just to take notice, so, you know, new to the iPhone, Apple product, you know, land over here. <laughs> yeah, you are. Um, I've been... I've been you're a shill for Microsoft for all those years. <laughs> True. I've been warming up to um, a lot of their, you know, native apps, and maybe it's not a native app, but you know, I've, I've been joined. I joined Instagram, right? Okay. And very interesting, but you know, there's a lot of players on Instagram. So, just would like to know, kind of, what player you would like to see join Instagram, okay? Um, and kind of what pictures you'd want to see out of them. I, I've recently started following. Actually, we're talking about earlier, Mario Williams. Very interesting. Very, Do tell. Very um, he's he's into guns and cars. <laughs> he's he's got a little Texas in him from his time down with Houston Texans. Wow, so, guns, huh? Guns and cars. Like, are we um, talking handguns, rifles, shotguns, all of the aforementioned? All of it. As long as it shoots and makes a loud noise, um, he's into it. But I was it was wow. very very interested. I uh, you know. Can't com- can't complain there. That's actually borderline uh, crazy. So uh, Mario Williams is your pick. Uh, do what you want to get on this year, Jay. Do you have a pick? Yeah, sure. Um, I would like to see Ralph Wilson get on Instagram. <laughs> I want to see who bathes him and what his daily routine is and some of his decision-making processes. I want to see some behind-the-scenes action from Ralph Wilson. It would just be a lot of pictures of flannel blankets and, and, and hard candy. <laughs> Um, boy, this is kind of this is a good one, Cass. I don't even know who do I want to follow and why. Uh, I think I would probably want to follow Marcus easily because I have no idea what that guy does. I'm dying to find out. I think as we all are. Um, and he had a he had a pretty good game on Sunday. And by all accounts, if uh, Stevie remains nicked up, he's going to get some time. Uh, Donald Jones potentially out of the lineup. Although I did read a fan blog saying that they saw Donald Jones out bowling on Monday. Oh, <laughs> you know, whatever. Youngstown State grad, undrafted free agent, bowling alley can have him for all I care. But yeah, I'm going to go with Marcus Easley because I have no idea. I, I know nothing about that guy other than that he's big and he's fast. And I really wish he could catch the ball better because I think he'd be a great player for the Bills. Well, this wraps up another exciting episode. Thank you so much for joining us. Uh, find our podcast on iTunes. Subscribe. Tell a friend. Uh, Cass, we're going to be living large on Sunday. Uh, Four games left this year. Just four games left. So uh, savor them while we can. We're still in the hunt. Uh, even even through this week, we can still be in the playoff hunt. So we're we're not mathematically eliminated, even if we win this week. Um, So just got to keep cheering for Bills wins. Go Bills. The Bills make me want to.